Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. You know, at the start of a marriage, it's such a happy time for most of us. Uh, That's the time when we make those promises, you know, in sickness and in health, for better or for worse. But what do you do when the sickness or the worst part comes along? A lot of couples just aren't prepared. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley. And Greg, Dina and I got married a long time ago, and in the early years, um, she actually did have some sickness. I mean, I got I got kind of um, used to uh, some ailment and some, some weaknesses. It's always bothered her. Her physical stamina has just not been what she would like it to be. She needs a lot of sleep. She's had concussions and broken bones and things that aren't her fault, but they've been opportunities for me to serve her even though she's she can't reciprocate, which just irritates the snot out of her. Um, we're going to hear more about working these things out. What happens when it gets hard? Uh, Melanie Shankle talked to Jim Daly and me about this, and here's Jim Daly. Hey, uh, you talk in your book about that idea of commitment to your vows. And, you know, in this culture today, um, it's like a corporate slogan now, you know, we care, mm-hmm. or the customer's first. We kind of take our marital vows in that same way. Yeah, they sound great, mm-hmm. but we really don't have to live up to them. Um, you're saying no. I mean, there are things in that commitment that are holy, that are sacred. Mm-hmm. When it comes to this idea of through sickness or in mm-hmm. health, mm-hmm. Um, how have you had to deal with that in your marriage? I, with marriage, it's just you do say those vows you know, and it's just part of what you say. And I think everybody can re- repeat the marriage vows and we know what they are. But what you're really doing is you're you're taking on that person. I mean, you're the two are becoming one. And and if everyone would look at that before you ever get into marriage to realize what a commitment that is and what you're what you're vowing to do. I mean, because you don't know what life is going to throw your way. And mm-hmm. I think that's what Perry and I have seen over our years of marriage is, you know, you say those things, but you don't know what in sickness and in health means until one of you actually gets sick and you've got to take care of them. And, you know, you don't know what it means in, you know, for better or for worse. I mean, when that person is kind of unlovable and you don't like them much that day, but that you're going to stay committed anyway. And it's it's so much beyond just a heart thing. It's got to be a head thing to, to stay engaged and to remember that you made a commitment before your family and before God and that you're going to honor those vows. Mm-hmm. Because I think the world tells us that it can be disposable and you can walk away when it's not working. Um, but I think that's such a lie because, you know, having come from divorced home, I mean, you, you realize how so much of that is... Um, divorce may seem like an easy solution, but you're ultimately opening yourself up to just a whole other set of issues and problems mm. and, and things. And it's not always, it's not going to be the easiest solution. Mm. Mm. Now, did Perry have some issues or or did you have issues? What? How do you speak from experience in that regard? Well, one of the biggest things is with um, when we were, Perry has had some back issues. He's had some back problems. So Carrying um, all that antelope. It, well, it is. It's carrying the antelope, <laughs> which you, you say, but I think there's some truth to that. If you're going to continually hoist up, you know, 200 pound deer at some point you may have. And, you know, men aren't known for, you know, being smart about sometimes the way they lift things because they're going to show off their raw brute strength, you know, so it helps around your friends. That's it. That's it. (laughs) So, um, but Perry had some back problems. And so he's had three different back surgeries since Mm. we've been married. Mm. And it is that thing of there's something very kind of sobering about watching them get your husband prepped and pre-op and knowing that he's going back and you know that it's supposed to be a routine surgery, but it's it's his health. And, you know, and he has a landscape business. We're very dependent on his physical health 
for, you mm-hmm. know, his income and his job. And, and you just realize this is a different deal. Like everybody's, you know, even his family is now looking to me. I'm the one in charge of his health care. I'm the one in charge of like making sure that mm-hmm. he's going to be taken care of and that this is going to be all right and, and finding him the, the, you know, the help he needs mm-hmm. to get better. So true. I remember when I broke my ankle from a motorcycle accident, Mm -hmm. which we won't talk too much about, (laughs) but uh, a friend of mine, because I was, you know, I had to stay off it, certainly for Mm -hmm. the first few weeks, I was in bed, you know, I did make it into the office on crutches a couple of times, but they really wanted me off it for that first Mm -hmm. week or two, and uh, I can remember a friend brought over, partly as a sense of humor, he brought over a bell that I could ring, Uh and Mm -hmm. I remember when he brought it over, the scowl that Jean had on her face. I mean, it was not well received by my by my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, she yes. thought that was a little bit rude. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, she was so great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you can't get up, if you think about this laying there and you can't get up for mm-hmm. a drink of water, mm-hmm. you've got to constantly throughout the day say, honey, can I have another glass yes. of water? That can really get on you. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. she was so good about that and just all the little things that she did. Yes. But that's an illustration of what you got to do in that moment. And mm-hmm. I know some couples are suffering because it's, it's prolonged, it's chronic, mm-hmm. whatever that mm-hmm. ailment might be. And mm-hmm. you can grow weary in that. But mm-hmm. I think the Lord is pleased and has a smile on his face when you can show his character in that situation. Yes, yes, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just, it's a, it's a tangible way of showing your love for that person, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm willing to serve you and be here, and, and I want to walk you through this. Mm. Those circumstances are always reminders, too, that it doesn't always turn out the way we plan. I mean, we, no. we you enter into marriage, you're both strong and vi- mm-hmm. typically strong and vibrant, mm-hmm. and those corners come and that's kind of the test. Mm -hmm. What is this really all about? Yeah, I think that's so true. And I mean, I think we experienced that when I went through my miscarriage um, years ago and it was just such a hard time for me emotionally and physically and everything. And, and for me at that point, we'd been married five years, but I always look back at that point and think it was the first time that I realized almost the depth of how much Perry loved me and cared for me because I wasn't his happy, smiling wife. Mm. You know, I'm generally an upbeat person, but that he loved me when I was in bed and depressed and and couldn't get up and that he walked me through that and encouraged Mm. me. And sometimes you need those moments in marriage because I think they they knit you together a little bit deeper when you've been through something hard Mm. together. I'm really grateful for Melanie's transparency about this kind of a difficult subject. And Greg, when it comes to illness... Um, there's a healthy spouse and then a not-so-healthy spouse who's ill. How do they um, take advantage of that situation to grow and and help each other rather than feel resentment and kind of separation? Yeah, 1 Corinthians 7.28 says, For those who do marry, you will, you will, W-I-L-L, face trials. It's not if sickness hits, it's when. I remember when Aaron and I went through this, the poor thing had bad plantar fasciitis and ended up in a boot for probably six weeks. And Aaron is so independent, which is one of the things I love about her. It was so hard for her to get around, to do the normal things, couldn't drive. It was so hard for her to ask for help. I remember the day that she's hopping on one foot around our master bed, making it. (laughs) (laughs) And I just walked by and kind of... Stopped, looked at her and went, what are you doing? Oh, I'm making the bed. Honey, just ask me. I'm happy. But I can do it. Yeah. I'm married to someone very similar yeah. to Aaron. Very strong, very doing, and and very serving. Yeah. 
it's a it's a gift, but how do you support her in that yeah. moment? I think for the person who is sick, I think it takes humility to ask for help. So you think about someone like your wife, my wife, they, they're just so competent, so strong, so capable. And that was really hard for Aaron mm-hmm. to ask for help. But I noticed a shift at some point in there. She really realized that I can't do this on my own. And I do have a husband who would love to serve and to help and, and for she and I to sit down and, and really get clear on, okay, for, for right now in the season, what can I really take off of your plate? So I think it takes humility to ask for help. I think as her spouse that I had to be willing to sacrifice because serving a spouse is when we help out. Sacrificing is when we give up something. Mm-hmm that we truly value, like my time or my comfort or whatever, some sort of resource. So I think for for me, it was an opportunity to really do what Christ modeled for us, which is to sacrifice. Mm. I would say for them, the biggest thing that they need to be protecting is their unity. Sickness, seasons of, of illness, whatever's going on, can really tear apart that oneness. And couples often... They, they might be grieving differently. They might be going through pain in a different way to where they're, they're not being intentional to continue to ask, how, how are we doing? Mm-hmm. What do we need? Yeah. I mean, using that sort of language. But protect your unity because that, that's, that is so important to make it through. For Aaron and I, we came from a place of teamwork. This is the Smalley team. Okay, how can I ask for help? How can I sacrifice for you? And I think when we do that, man, we can we can tackle anything. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy. There's a lot of, I mean, a, a, a boot for six weeks is very different than cancer, mm-hmm. very different than, you know, a life-threatening illness. And so I'm not tr- trying to make light of what she and I went through, but I think those principles still are important. Well, the, yeah, and my observation would be, not because I'm such a great guy, but well, uh, I, I mean, was willing on. to help Dina out, and I got used to her needing to take a nap Yeah, um, and, and to her dealing with a migraine or whatever. Yeah, you're flex, and you just go with it, you yeah, I, create that, a new normal. That flexibility gave her security. Yes. It said to her something that you, you said last time, and that is, you're, you're number one. Yeah. You know what? I'm here. And yeah, I'm, I'm not I, going anywhere. I've taken to, to just work. saying, you know, if she's crying because she's in pain or she can't do something, I'll just look at her and say, you know what? Um, I'm sorry, but you're stuck with me. So just let me do it, would you? Let me step up and, and take care of you. And uh, I'm not going anywhere. And you really are just stuck with me. So and that's safe. Me. That's yeah. secure. You're right. That's about lifelong commitment. Yeah. Well, we want to be of service to you. And if uh, Melanie's book is of interest, and I hope it is, it really is a fun book. And it has some great practical applications for every marriage. Uh, the Antelope in the Living Room, it's our featured resource. We'll send that to you for a donation today of any amount. Uh, If you'd like to schedule a time to talk to one of our counselors, we'll also link over to that. Uh, You'll find the details. Our web address and phone number are in the episode notes. Now, next time, we're going to be talking about how to show grace to your spouse. And until then, on behalf of Greg and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage podcast.